welcome to All Out Brawl, your weekly source of Magic the Gathering Brawl format related news. Uh, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. Yes, and to get us started this week, um, I'm actually going to diverge from our outline a little bit, and I apologize for that already, but um, I just wanted to address, there's been some concern recently because EDH Rec has pulled their Brawl section, um, which I know we talked about in the Brawl, like building Brawl decks episode, so um, first of all, I just want to apologize to anyone who's listening to that and wondering what we're talking about, Um, (laughs) uh, but uh, it definitely... it sucks, and hopefully, you know, hopefully we can see Brawl get some more support from Wizards and some more excitement in the community, so that way we can get it back, because that's the big thing for them, is it's just a lot of work, so they want to make sure it's worth it. Yeah, and I feel like the best way for Brawl to maybe pick up Steam again would be to implement it into Magic Arena, but I don't think that's coming anytime soon, so... Yeah, I think, actually, I wanted to talk about that a little bit, too, because I think one of the best ways to, to like, help Brawl get another leg up right now is to get people into it now, because we're after rotation. You know, we're not going to have rotation for another year. So at this point, everything that people are building has a a pretty long shelf life. So, I mean, yeah. Every new set that comes out, it's kind of like how you'd feel if you have a commander deck that you're adding new cards to. You get excited about the new cards in each set that can improve the decks you have in Brawl already. Yeah. Yeah, that is nice. Um, But yeah, so I think... uh, I just wanted to say, first of all, like, yep, we know what's happening. Someone told us about it on Twitter, too, and thank you. I... Uh, it's good it's it's important for us to know about these things like as members of the brawl community because um it is interesting to have that data and usually pretty helpful um so you know if we can help get brawl back on its feet then hopefully we can push them for it but in the meantime we of course have other tools we have um you can look at deck on, decks on tapped out since they have the brawl format as an option for decks you can search for that um and you can also use scryfall to just search for the cards that are in relevant sets in relevant colors uh, if you just familiarize yourself with our search terms it's pretty easy to find you know really specific cards that do what you want so um anyway on a better note we've played with some new brawl decks from yeah we've already gotten some games in it was pretty much it was pretty fun yeah um we discovered and this is not actually guilds of ravnica but we discovered that Huatli is busted in every way green white (laughs) just so we're aware yeah so i'll probably talk about this deck in a later episode but I have brewed three decks so far, and they're all they're all made in some form. There might be a few filler cards here and there, just as I wait for um, new Guild of Ravnica cards to end up in my possession. But yeah, Huatli is in my Selesnia deck that has like I think five possible brawlers at this point, like Shalai. Yeah. Or sis, sorry, all July Sisay's legacy and no, like no. all the brawl. It's Legos, July and Shauna. Just ah, why am I so bad at this? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah, essentially all five of the Selesnya brawlers that are available yeah. right now. And it was it was probably the best performing deck of the matches we played. Yeah. yeah. So I think Selesnya has a um. A place at the table, if you yeah, will. Yeah, but I think, I think we're gonna find other brawlers also do. 
Yeah. Um, so speaking of, we're going to finish up this week with our, we've had a couple, a theme for the past couple of episodes. We've been talking about the brawlers of each of the different guilds from New Guilds of Ravnica and what support they have in uh, previous standard legal sets. Um, and then this week, we're only doing one guild because we've already covered four. But then after that, we're going to talk about some notable cards from Guilds of Ravnica that we think are good for Brawl decks in general. And also, you know, maybe some specific, more, more specific ones, but are just good cards. So. Do you want to get started? I do. I do want to get started. Because I see this first line says Sam's love, or Sam loves this card. So. Yes. So our first guild. Well, our only guild this week is the Demir, which is blue-black. Um, side note, I am a Demir mage, according to the little guild, guild test thing. So this is near and dear to my heart. Um, but uh, the first one I've pulled here is the Mythic, which is Lazav the Multifarious. Um, he's blue and a black for a legendary creature shapeshifter, Mythic. Uh, he's a 1-3, and when he enters the battlefield, you surveil 1, which, of course, um, is the new Demir mechanic. It's it's kind of like Scry, but instead of putting cards on the bottom of your library, you can actually just put them into your graveyard. Um, and so he just does 1. But then he also has another ability, X. Lazav the Multifarious becomes a copy of target creature card in your graveyard with converted mana cost X, except its name is Lazav the Multifarious, it's legendary in addition to its other types, and it has this ability. So, much like a lot of the Demir shapeshifters we've seen in the past, he turns into things, but retains the ability to turn into do- into new things as it becomes advantageous to do so. Um, man, I love this. I love this type of ability. It's so <laughs> cool. It's so silly. Like... <laughs> The number of things you can do is gross. Um, but yeah, so I love this card. I already built a Lazav deck. Um, however, I have to point out... The, the thing is, we're not going to go over that today because it's really a like Guilds of Ravnica-centric Surveil deck because I love the Surveil mechanic and some of the things you can do with it are really gross. Um, so that's not what we're talking about today. Instead, we're going to cover some of the cards that uh, cards and strategies you can use from pre-Guilds uh standard to kind of support this deck or you know create a basis for it so that's what we're talking so, about today. yeah yar sorry <laughs> lazav we were thinking about brewing with this card before even before all of guilds was spoiled and the idea is you can do that ability at instant speed so uh like the kind of our mind started going towards if you make lazav an unblockable creature before you attack like until they can't declare any blockers and then before damage change it into something that's either big that's big but cheap mana cost wise or something that has a good like when it deals damage triggered ability um that would be a neat way to build it or just um ways to kind of fuel your getting your creatures into your graveyard and then turning lazav into these creatures that are going to give you value as you need different types of effects. Yep. Yeah. So um, to kind of talk, let's start with big stuff that has been um, printed. So the I have a couple here. Unfortunately, there's not a lot. It, it, we don't have any Phyrexian Dreadnoughts. Um, you, if you've listened to this, you probably listen to EDH stuff too. And like that's the big one for um edh is that you can turn them into like a 12 12 for one mana we do have some similar stuff though because um m19 had demon of catastrophes which is a 6 6 flying trample creature for four mana 
that has as an additional cost to cast this card, you have to sack a creature. So that's real good because you turn him into that huge flyer and trampler for four mana. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you please. don't have to worry about that bad downside. Yeah. Which is why cards like Phyrexian whatever in Phyrexian Dreadnought, work. yeah. Yeah, because they have... Normally, these cards that have good stats have bad ETB effects that kind of mm-hmm. balance it out. But when you can cheat those cards into play without like entering the battlefield, in this case, Lazav does that perfectly. Yes. Um, some other ones... Uh, I had, to a lesser extent, things like Sadistic Sky Marcher. Um, because it's, you'll remember Sadistic Sky Marcher is the vampire that when you cast it, you have to reveal a vampire from your hand or it costs two more. And otherwise, it's like a 2-2 flying lifelinking uh three drop um and the idea is again that it's only three mana in your graveyard you don't have to pay that extra cost to reveal a vampire or anything and he's suddenly a two two flyer with lifelink which is not bad that evasion you want on him yep um and then yeah do you want to see this or do you want to go over this next one so the next one is traxos in the same vein Mm -hmm. it's a four mana creature with trample no flying but still it's a seven seven mm-hmm. that is just fantastic value and then yargle is also another option um that's kind of the idea you give it evasion and then you make it a yargle maybe before damage to get a lot of damage in yeah um and one of the things i noticed when i was going through this is i think it wouldn't be too hard to build this as either vampire tribal or pirate tribal because of all the support that we had for that in Ixalan and even for vampires in M19, um, there's a lot of mono-black vampires and there's a lot of blue-black pirates. And it would essentially just be a fuel machine for, you know, copying your best stuff after you've thrown it in the graveyard or when it dies and just, you know, working on that tribe. But um, Well, yeah. I guess it sort of is the the other pirate commander that people wanted out of... Um, Ixalan that we never got because we only got the one Beckett Brass, right? Yeah, kinda. I mean, but not not entirely. But I see what you're saying. Like this creature, Lazav becomes like the best creature of your tribe at the time you need it to be. Yeah, or and I think it just fits because it's a two drop one three. It surveils on an ETB, which is just a good effect. Um, and like a like mostly it's because of things like Sadistic Sky Marcher. You can kind of just build those like tribal synergies into your deck um but uh, in more along the lines of what we were talking about before with static and activated abilities that are good um and this is kind of why is i had things like dead eye brawler which is a four mana uh blue black creature from rivals vixlon that ascends um and when it's uh and it's a two four i believe and when you've ascended it whenever it deals combat damage to a player you get to draw a card so the idea is you can just turn him into this once he's already gotten through or, you know, however, you, however you're sneaking him through, and then you get to draw a card. And you also get the City's Blessing. That's the fun part about Ascend Creatures for this, too, is that you can just turn it on whenever you want if you have an Ascend Creature in your graveyard. So, um, Yeah, and then you also have things here like River Sneak, which is just an unblockable creature. Mm-hmm. You could run Miscloaked Herald in the same vein. It's just unblockable. Yep. Uh, and then few others you had hexproof creatures are good because you can suddenly turn it into a creature with hexproof to like counter somebody's removal mm-hmm. um i also had so one of the fun interactions i realized is that uh 
explore is a lot like surveil. Um, mm-hmm. And being able to do it repeatedly is gross. Um, there's a card. Did you know this? Because I did it. There's a card. Yes, I see it in big caps here. <laughs> from Rivals of Ixalan called Tomb Robber. He's a three-drop pirate that's a 1-1 one, one with Menace and can explore by paying one and discarding a card. He just has that as an ability. Like, yep. And those counters that you get will stay on Lazav if he's a copy of Tomb Robber. So you can just, or if he's a copy of Traxos. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah, yeah, and so I don't know. I think that's fine because you're discarding cards, you're fueling no, your graveyard with more stuff, good, like yeah. fuel. Yeah, <laughs> for him. Yep. Um, I also even put things like Timestream Navigator back to that Ascend thing. You can suddenly turn him into Timestream Navigator, and then, you know, it might be a little expensive. You can either but, put him on the bottom or take an extra, like, or you can put him back in the command zone and you take. You put him back turn. into the command zone and then do it again. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. That's repeatable. Yep. Uh, there's no, there's not really a way to give haste besides like swift the harness or whatever. Yeah, but it's like every other turn you get an extra turn. It's a pretty neat effect because you don't mind playing him again because you're still getting value off the surveil. Yeah, I mean, if you can afford to do it and then play him again on the same turn you don't need haste but i mean that's a lot of mana so probably not we're in blue black here we have to keep our dreams realistic um the the other two i think i that are important here i had twilight prophet which is just a good card again with the ascends just like being able to do that at will is great um and then urgros he's a little expensive but he does have that amazing um, on damage ability, he's the 4-3 Flyer uh, Spectre Lord that says whenever he deals combat damage to a player, that player discards a card. And if they can't, you draw a card. Um, I mean, again, I just I, th- I feel like blue-black is just full of great value creatures that you can just put into this deck and it will be good. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's going to be a deck to look out for. Yeah, I like I said, I, I'm curious to see. Maybe in like a couple months, I'll have gotten my fill of like disinformation campaigning on every turn, and I'll like ramp back from the surveil into something more, you know, generic pirate value plus almost one counters type of stuff. But for now, I that's don't know. gross, and you should feel gross. <laughs> I don't. Um, <laughs> the last note, I guess, I have before we move on to our other brawler here. Um, Make sure when you're building this deck, you don't want enters the battlefield effects. Of course, you don't want the bad ones. We we talked about the cast triggers, like for like Demon of Catastrophes, um, or you know, Statistic Sky Marcher when you cast it. You those know. are those are fine in this deck. Yeah, those well, those are fine. But w- the problem is we don't want to play things that say only only have an ability that when they enter the battlefield yeah, you like, get to do something you don't want hostage taker in this deck no. because you're not going to get any value out of playing like copying it from your graveyard i mean you might want it anyway because it's just a good card but you have to yeah, keep in mind that Lazav. if you're trying yeah. to keep the deck synergistic around your um brawler and like every card in it is working towards that strategy then i don't think that's a card you want to play probably but i i mean i just if you play things, remember that Lazav doesn't get enters the battlefield effects. He's not entering the battlefield. Oh, so yeah, just don't misplay it. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the main that's the reason I put it down. Um, the other brawler. Let's get to yes, her. Yes, we have one more Demir brawler. Um, her name is Atrada the Silencer. She is a two generic blue black legendary creature vampire assassin three five. Um, Atrada can't be blocked. 
And whenever she deals damage to a player, exile target creature that player controls and put a hit counter on that card. That player loses the game if they own three or more exile cards with hit counters on them. Atrada's owner shuffles Atrada into their library. So we were pretty hyped, I think, when this card was spoiled earlier mm-hmm. um, this year. And it's just a really cool idea. Uh, the unblockable and removal aspect of her is pretty darn strong. The shuffling her into your library after the this ability resolves is not the greatest for Brawl, but could still be abused in some instances. Yeah, so, I mean, the... The important thing to remember, like, it's a great, it's a fun idea. I'm glad that they're exploring this. Um, but we're in blue-black. It's going to be hard to, like, <clears throat> sorry. It's going to be hard to ramp up into casting her a lot of times. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's still mm. cool, but. Yeah, I don't think, this might be an including like, a Lazav deck. Y- yes. But I don't know if she makes the best brawler. I think in a format like Commander where you have repeatable blink sources, because the idea with her is you can blink her after the ability has resolved, but before she shuffled in, to um, not have to shuffle her in. That's true. I mean, so I wrote down some ideas here, though, mostly because I, I think I think it'd be an interesting idea to build this deck, and it me- might be a fun challenge, because... Like you're saying, I don't know if people would expect this because it looks like it's not very good, but mm-hmm. you could win the game. Like this is a this is an alternate win con that you might be able to pull off if people like you know, if people don't suspect it and don't see it coming. I think this would be a deck where you'd probably be running big mana, big ramp, getting into a trata a lot. Possibly like Strider Harness to give her haste. Because you want you want the value as quickly as possible. And you also want cards like you have here sirens ruse blink of an eye um all the neat one rescue is a great one all the ones that either return her to your hand or blink her and there's not really many blinks there's more sorry there's not really that many flickers there's a lot of blinks in well uh, standard i don't know we need to we need to clarify on terminology here let's call it flicker and bounce because those are the ones that are most common (laughs) Um, yeah yeah i'm saying so we have blink of an eye which is bounce and we have Siren's Ruse, which is a flicker, meaning exile, then returns to the battlefield. Right. The The big thing here is you don't have to recast her if she gets flickered. You have to recast her if she gets bounced, though. Um, yes. And the one I... One th- oh, well, go for it. No, what, were you going to stay on this topic? I have something else to say after this. Oh, I was going to say, I think um, one of the cards I found that is a, like I think is actually a fun, exciting find is Release to the Wind, which is the three-mana card from Rivals of Ixalan that says exile target... Cre- or, I think it's exile target non-land permanent, but I'm not sure if that... It, it exiles a creature, at least. Oh, um, yeah. And then its controller can pay it without paying its mana cost. Um, so the idea then is it's it's still... It's effectively a flicker because mm-hmm. you're still doing it. Um, it's just... It's more of a like, oh, I pay three mana, and later on my second main phase, I recast Atrada. Um Perfect. Yeah. It also so saves her from removal. In some mm-hmm. cases, um, so I think that's another part. Is this deck is actually I think one of the things that's interesting about Atrada is that she doesn't have any baked in removal besides, or sorry, protection besides the fact that she can't be blocked. Um, but I think the strategy of the deck really lines up with well, you can still save her from a lot of stuff: board wipes, mm-hmm. targeted removal. You just bounce her because that was your plan anyway. So, 
Another card that's not on this list that works really well with her is Helm of the Host. Oh, yeah. Yep. So create a non-legendary copy of Atrada. Maybe only swing with that one and not the one that would get shuffled uh, and do the thing yep. anyways. Well, and that's important to note is that uh, it's not like each Atrada is counting its own hit counters. It just counts the number of cards that have been exiled with hit counters on them. So if you can manage to... I mean, unfortunately, Anointed Procession isn't in the format anymore. But if you can manage to hit someone with three Atratas at once, uh, they lose the game if they have three creatures. Yeah. And I think in that case, like if you're going for the combo of like Atrata with Helm of the Host, probably also want something like Curator's Ward as a way to protect her from targeted removal. Mm-hmm. I, like any way that could possibly give her Hexproof. That's a, I, that's a card I, I'm, I've been thinking about more recently is Curator's Ward. Um, since we don't have a lot of cards that just bestow Hexproof or Shroud on cards in Standard, I feel mm-hmm. like that card might be worth looking at when it comes to blue brawlers, actually. Blue so it's so good. It's kind of it kind of reminds me of like Lightning Greaves and Skull Clamp. Yeah. Because if it's on a legendary permanent, when that permanent is board wiped, you draw cards, but otherwise they can't be targeted with the removal. So it dies to board wipe, but then you replace it with like two cards, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, the it's not legendary, it's historic. So Sorry, historic, yes. Yeah, so in a fun twist, you can also use it on artifacts, and you can also use it technically on sagas if you want to avoid your opponents interacting with your sagas before they blow up. So, so yeah. Anyway. Curator's Ward might need to be looked at, but we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> yeah, let's. so back to Atrada. Um, I made a note, kind of in the same vein as Lazav, you can definitely go blue-black pirates and make a lot of treasure. In order to try to ramp and be able to recast her, um, be able to afford, you know, replaying her after bouncing her. I think there's a viable strategy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you might actually be running Gilded Lotus in this deck because mm-hmm. you're going to be needing to cast her so much. Yeah, or, I mean, all the cards we just talked about do cost mana, unsurprisingly, because it's magic. So um, I think Gilded Lotus is a good play in this deck. Uh, the other thing I said is if you're not... I feel like there's two ways to go about building a Trada. You can either think about it as I'm going to have her get exiled a lot and I'll need to, or not exiled, excuse me. Uh, uh, I'm going to have her get sent to the command zone a lot, so I'll need to recast her, in which case you want to go big mana, Guild of Lotus Treasure, all of that. Or I think there is actually a valuable way. In a 60-card deck, I think there is some value to the idea of I'm going to shuffle her in and then dig her out because... Although we don't, we're not talking about surveil cards yet, but that I think really makes this easy. Um, but we do have some scry type effects, Zalfirin Void, Opt, um, some Anticipate type effects, uh, Search for Iskanta. There's a ton of things that let you dig through your library. Um, and then also just card draw. If you just run a lot of those types of effects, I think you could feasibly make a pretty reasonable deck that lets you just kind of draw a lot and try to get back to her. It's not necessarily going to be super powerful or super consistent, but that's not why I play Magic, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I generally... I like Brawl, too, because you're not, like, making the most broken deck. You're making the deck that's going to be the most fun for you to play. Yeah. Yeah, because it's... Like, if someone brings an Atrada deck to the table, I'm expecting there to be some shenanigans. Not necessarily, like, broken shenanigans, just fun shenanigans. So, yeah. Not necessarily, like, um, Rite of Replication and uh, the thing that makes the Legendary Rule not apply. Like, we're not going to get that level of busted, but... Right. Well, yeah, because... 
Yeah, but um, I mean, because there are ways to break her in Commander. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like yeah, I think this could make a fun deck. And like I said, with Surveil and some of the cards from Guilds of Ravnica, I think it might be even easier to kind of build the like digging for her deck. But um, yeah, well, we can talk about that in a future episode. I know, I I know, I know some people who are thinking about building a Trotter Brawl deck. So we'll see. Um, so that's all of the guilds. We talked about all the brawlers. Um, we talked about what kind of cards from standard that already existed supports their strategies. Um, I thought that was fun because I now want to build like all of these brawlers. <laughs> I, I mean, I already know your answer, but I'm going to ask the question anyways. What do you, what do you think is the best keyword mechanic of the guilds? And what is your favorite? Uh, surveil is definitely the most powerful. Okay. For sure. My favorite might also be Surveil. Um, I mean, yeah. See, I'm thinking my favorite is Jumpstart. Mm-hmm. And it's a tie between Jumpstart and Surveil for the best, I think. Because I've been playing a lot of Arena lately. And Jumpstart just feels so strong. See, that's I, I want to say, I think that Surveil is the most powerful. But I think Jumpstart... Mentor and Convoke are all also very powerful. I think Convoke gets overlooked a lot because we've already had it before, but I think they've printed some cards here, like Venerated Loxodon. It's not on our list or anything, but it's the white uh it's the white rare that costs five and has convoke, and when you convoke a creature with it, it gets a plus almost one counter. Like the the creature that convoked it. So I think they did some interesting stuff with Convoke and like made it possible to make some really busted stuff. Um so I think that's also very powerful. But yeah, the one I'm not as big on is Undergrowth. I think this is the format for it, though. Like, along with Commander. I think in the longer game in multiplayer, you're more likely to be able to build up your graveyard full of creature cards, put everything there that you want, and then have some like really game-winning effects like Eyes and I or... Um, yeah, the yeah. big thing with Undergrowth that I think is... like the important like distinction between surveil and undergrowth is the two mythics that are in the guild with surveil or sorry, the two mythics in Demir have the keyword on them. Whereas the mythics in Golgari do not have undergrowth, right? Well, okay. So I think what they did is they did a mythic for every guild and then also a mythic in each monocolor. Um, and both of the monocolored blue and black cards have surveil um mm-hmm. the monocolored because it's a yeah. mythic power ability right yeah i don't think any of the other keywords landed on any of the other mythics myth- the green mythics. one is nalhide ferox the blue one is well blue one is dream oh, eater dream eater sorry the red one is that's the one i'm forgetting too yeah um the white, <laughs> the white one is divine visitation which we'll get yep. to in a second um uh oh it's arc light yeah. phoenix Oh, yeah. Also, not... I mean, it doesn't have a keyword, but it is very heavily slanted towards is it. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's instant and sorcery based. That's right. Yes. So, But in like the vein of every phoenix, there's a way you can get it back from the graveyard. Right. But yeah, so I mean, I think that does speak to it in that surveil is very powerful. Like, yep. yeah. And, and that's interesting, actually, now to think about, too, is even on the like guild mythics, Obviously, five of them are brawlers we talked about. And, oh, let's see. Aurelia has Mentor. Uh, Lazav has Surveil. 
Nebraska doesn't. I mean, the two planeswalkers don't really have anything. I mean, I think they got peppered with keywords though across both them and the actual guild legendaries. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's just really interesting design space they had. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, let's talk about the cards in the set, like we're doing right now, but with a brawl slant to it, rather than just talking about like cycles and stuff that we think are interesting design choices. <laughs> so the first, like, these are all the guild. Of Guilds of Ravnica cards that seem decent enough to see play. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're not going to go too into depth in them. We'll probably talk about the cards specifically more when we talk about decks we put them in. But so the first thing I have here is all of the Guild Mages, the cycle of Guild Mages is pretty good in their respective guilds decks, I think. Yeah. Um, this is something I've talked to people about a lot, mostly because in Limited, these cards are busted especially there's like three of them that are very busted and then two of them that are less busted but i think might be even better in brawl so um just to kind of run through them real quick the is it one is the one that lets you either draw a card or copy a spell with converted mana cost x i think people have written that off but in my own experience has been a powerhouse yeah, copying things like Sure Strike or a Bounce Spell or, or even a yeah. Draw Spell. or Yeah, because uh, personal anecdote, I did jumpstart a Risk Factor and then copy it with my uh, League Guild Mage. And man, that felt great. Not for my opponent, who took 12 damage from one card, but definitely for me. Um, but yeah, and I think, I think even in a multiplayer format, that will still be good. Um, because honestly... If you're copying a spell, it's probably a good spell to have a copy of. Um, the uh, the Demir one, I think, is very powerful. The first ability says target creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step, which is fine. Um, but the second one lets you surveil for three mana, and that's it surveils two, which is... Yeah. Yeah. Activated abilities with surveil have felt very strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but i think yeah i think surveilling repeatedly will be very good um and then the other one the oh, yeah. boros guild mage either taps a creature or deals three damage to each opponent which is pretty darn good yeah i was gonna say i think for brawl that's the one that's one of the ones that gets better because it's like six mana but you're dealing three, for nine damage yeah to each opponent is very good um and then uh the uh, Selesnya Guild Mage gives you... It either gives all of your creatures trample, or you can make a 2-2 two, two, uh, Elf Knight with Vigilance um, for 6 mana. I think the Elf Knight with Vigilance, even at 6 mana, is still very good. Um, yeah, it's a mana sink, which generally you like late game in yeah. a multiplayer format. And also, the trample is a pretty good end. Like It's a pretty good finisher if you have a gross wide board. Um the Golgari one, I think, is one that I think in Limited has been a little meh, but I think in uh, Brawl could be really good. The second ability gains you life, which is fine, but the first ability gives all of your creatures plus one plus one menace until end of turn, and while Trample is good, menace is way better, like, in terms of finishing a game, so. Mm-hmm. Like, that that goes great in, like, a Nazoni deck that's going wide with insects, or just, like, giving menace to your big threat that just suddenly becomes even harder to block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, I think you're right. I think they're all decent. And in some cases, I think they're even better than decent. I think they're very good cards. Um, let's talk about mythics. So 
there's some pretty good mythics that have come out of um guilds of ramnica they're all pretty good for the decks that they're gonna be present in so um first we have divine visitation which is a five mana enchantment in white that replaces all the tokens you create with four four angels well they are also flying and vigilant angels they're sarah angels that card is stupid with how good it is so (laughs) this works great with trostani this works great with amamara this works great with any spell that makes tokens Mm -hmm. this is silly it also is good in boros when you have cards like the legion war boss goblin yeah war boss that makes a hasty goblin suddenly turns into a hasty 4-4 vigilant flying angel yeah that that is that is an important thing to know about cards like that is um especially legion war boss it specifically makes the token and then says that token gains haste does work with divine visitation so yeah um yeah, I love... Uh, this card is stupid. It's great for Boros. It's great for Selesnya. It it will be great for Orzov. It will probably be fine for Azorius. It's already yeah. great for anything that has vampire tokens. Um, like, I think yeah. this fills the void of Anointed Procession. It's not yeah. the same, but it's still <laughs> but like... It's still really you're good. getting value out of your tokens. I, yeah. I don't think you're ever... There's not too much... Of it, there's not too many times where you're going to be downgrading. Well, Helm of the Host is the only time I can really think of. Yeah, but, that's not great. But I mean, it still gains haste. So, <laughs> yeah, um, it's very good. And uh, along those same lines, we have here March of the Multitudes, which is the Selesnya Mythic. Um, I'm not. Could you go over that card? I'm not sure about the exact mana cost. I know it's an X so spell. It's X green, white, white. Mm-hmm. I believe. Okay. And it has Convoke, and then you just create X-1-1 white soldier creature tokens with lifelink. Well, it's also an instant. Did we mention? Yeah, duh. (laughs) (laughs) So you essentially, you build out your board with Selesnya, all your tokens, and then suddenly before your, like, maybe game-winning turn, you tap out and create 20 (laughs) 1-1s. Yes. Yeah, I mean, part of the thing that's interesting about these um, is that they are... Well, Divine Visitation is monocolored, but a couple of the other ones on this list, along with March Multitudes, are multicolored, which makes them harder to slot into decks that already exist. But this is already so... Like, we've talked about green-white so much and how much it loves yeah, tokens. This fits in And there's every so many one. options. Yeah. Like, com- brawler-wise, you just have five, at least, options for this card to go into, so... Well, I was going to say, there's also... This also technically goes into Arcades and into Palladium Ores and into Joda, like... Oh, this would be pretty good in, like, a deck where your defenders... Yeah. Although, I don't know. I don't know if there's... That's something I want to look into later, is if there's enough defenders coming out of... But I don't know. Well, the one I was... I I, I think I saw someone on Reddit talking about building a Palladium Moors tokens deck with Boros and Selesnya support. It's definitely doable. Like... Mm -hmm. You're going to get the best of, like each guild and each color yep but and then you're yeah. you're not going to be running filler cards you're going to be running all the best cards yeah but so um kind of in the same vein of multicolored cards uh we have Eld- Underrealm lich which is the mythic golgari card that uh lets you pick a card from the top three li- of your library instead of drawing and binning the other two it's very good like <laughs> mm-hmm. and you don't deck yourself with this on the field yep it also has a way to give itself indestructible by paying for life. Yep. And, I mean, 
if you're in green black, you already want stuff in your graveyard. We talked about undergrowth a little bit already. This is an easy way to trigger that. We already talked about Lazav. Um, if you're in a Sultai build, this just fuels, fuels your graveyard. And there is a Sultai commander who, or brawler, my apologies, who I don't want to mention because we talk about her way too much, but she loves this card. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty darn good. I've played with this on Arena, too, and it's just so good. Yeah. Uh, the next one here, and uh, the last one we're going to talk about that's multicolor, is Thousand Year Storm, which is oh the... Oh, my goodness. Is it mythic? Uh, it's, you'll remember an enchantment for six mana that effectively gives all of your instant and sorcery spells storm, but only counting the instant and sorcery spells that you play. So, I love this card. I think... It's going to work really well in what is it is already doing. Mm-hmm. And I can just see like casting shock into doubling like an anticipate and maybe tripling a risk factor or something along those lines. Oh God. I do love a triple risk factor. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think anything that has blue and red in it, um, obviously joy redex. I'm not sure what they're up to now, now that we don't have as many artifacts, probably more of a, like legendaries and maybe even sagas build. I mean, there's still artifacts that exist, but um, yeah, I think yeah. Joyra could be more fair now that we don't have Paradox Engine. <laughs> um, the other one, though, that's worth noting is that this goes into a Nickel Bolas the Ravager deck. So that's fun. You can probably make people do a lot of terrible things with your mean, mean instants and sorceries. I just, one of my like dreams is to maybe like somehow have thousand year storm out and double up an apex of power or something i just shuddered (laughs) um but yeah i mean it's great uh let's talk about these other two real quick here the so we've already mentioned them they're the two monocolored mythics um that are aligned with the demir guild because they have the surveil keyword let's talk about the less offensive one first dream eater it's a six mana sphinx Nightmare Sphinx, sorry, um, with Flying and Flash, uh, and it, I think it's a 4-3, who cares, it doesn't matter, because it says when it enters the battlefield, you you surveil 4, first of all, crazy, that that you don't get that much surveil on any other card, and it's crazy how many cards Whoa. you get to dig in. Unless you're running Enhanced Surveillance. Well, yeah, um, but then... After you do that, you can then return target non-land permanent and opponent controls to their owner hand to their owner's hand. It's very good. Like, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned it has flash, right? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. It is a beating. Yeah i I had this played against me in a limited uh, at, a, at a draft last weekend, and man, does not feel good. Although it did feel good in the sense that I didn't have anything for the player to return. Besides capture spheres, which they're like, I'm not giving you a capture sphere so you can capture my Sphinx. And I was like, great, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's great. I think uh, even though, I mean, it's single target, but that surveilling four is definitely nothing to sneeze at. You're going to dig through your library. You're going to be able to rearrange the top cards of your library. It's just very good. Mm-hmm. And then the last one we have is the black one we mentioned earlier. Doom Whisperer. It is a 6-6 Frample? Yes. Does it have Trample? It does have Trample. For 5, that also has the activated ability Pay 2 Life, Surveil 2. 
<laughs> why wizards why um the fun thing about this card is it should go in every deck <laughs> every every black deck needs to run this because it's it's an undercosted flying trampler that has upside a, all upside. yeah that has a crazy ability on it yeah the other big one too um if you're running liliana's contract this is a demon so you can win the game with it <laughs> yeah that's real are you you're considering that aren't you i mean maybe <laughs> i know you've mentioned it uh no it's great it's so it's only value um if you see this across the board you got to get rid of it yeah i this card was spoiled and we were both like what are they doing <laughs> um the big thing obviously people will be able to do it in response we only have 30 life so that is something to keep in mind. You you can technically only do this fourteen <laughs> times, I guess. You, I love it because whenever you, whenever like somebody, you see somebody cast removal on this spell, you're just like, why aren't you surveilling like ten life worth of cards? Yeah, like there's no. I mean, we're. I think part of it is for a multiplayer format. There's a reason Gristlebrand is banned from Commander, um, and this is it because. It's just, like, even if you kill this thing, they're still going to get so much value off of it. Especially, we talked about Lazav. Uh, let me just throw all my creatures into my graveyard. We talked about Eyes and I. Let me just throw all my creatures into my graveyard. Like, it's just good. It's just so value. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's really good. Um, let's move on to some of the rares from the set. And also... Well, uncommons, I guess. Yeah, let's let's. Oh, I guess we'll start with rares. Yeah. So, so yeah, go for it. Um, my favorite guild is it is so is it generally gets like this neat counterspell with an upside in Ravnica. Um, in this set we get the card Ionize, which is just a counterspell that also has um deals two damage to the spell's controller attached to it, which is pretty neat. Yeah, it's it's three mana. It's one red blue, so it's. Kind of a glorified cancel, except it does shock the person who's spell you're cancel- canceling. Which I so yeah, I don't think is anything to laugh at. I think it's a pretty good effect. No, I think it's really adding insult to injury. Um, yep. But yeah, uh, I think it's going to be really good. And also the foil is gorgeous. Like mm-hmm. we've seen a few of them. Yeah. Um, along those same lines, we also have quasi duplicate, which is the three mana sorcery that allows you to create a creature token that's a copy of a creature you control. Um, which with jumpstart with jumpstart which means you can do it again it's very good i think this is a good one for any deck that has a like a powerful blue or uh, dream eater yeah (laughs) dream eater uh fleet swallower even mostly because i just love fleet swallower essentially if you have any big threats night veil predator yeah i mean most brawlers unfortunately won't fall in this category although it is a way to get an extra non-legendary atrata token if that first one if you don't swing for some reason oh yeah you'd probably run this in that deck but yeah i think i I think this is just a good value card um it's not like i i remember when m19 came out we talked about mirror image which is the three mana shapeshifter that when it comes into play becomes a copy of a creature you control this is that but you get to do it twice and you don't have to like it's not a creature like it's not it's not an actual card that lives on the battlefield um and if you think you know i i feel like i guess it's a rare so it might be a little harder to get but if you were running mirror image then you might as well run this card because this card does the same thing 
and is re- reusable later. So um, the next one here that I want to talk about is mission briefing because this is back in my wheelhouse. It's the, uh, but it is, I think it's good for every spell slinger deck. Um, it's the snapcaster mage, but it's an instant and it costs blue, blue instead of one blue and doesn't have a body, blah, blah, blah. You surveil two and then you choose a, an instant or sorcery card in your graveyard. Um, and then that you may play that card, uh, with or and then after you play it you exile it um until end of turn so it's good yeah it's like snapcaster snapcaster mage uh the timing restrictions still apply to the cards you play so you can't like in, you can't cast sorceries on your opponent's turn no but it's just good yeah like this is i i love this card yeah and i i mean we i don't think we have a lot of like specific targeted removal of graveyards anymore but even if you do even if your opponents do they they have to try to exile anything that you might want to target before you you even surveil because it's a nice conditional trigger on this that says you surveil and then you get to do the thing so it's great because you choose yeah Mm -hmm. um so what you're saying is you don't the first upon resolution of this card you don't. You haven't chosen a target yet. Right. Yeah. You don't. You don't have to choose until the card is so already opponent, resolving. Yeah. Yeah. Your opponent can't exile the card from your graveyard at, in response to you choosing it. Right. Which I think is how Snapcaster Mage works. It is. So. So I think this has pretty good playability. Yeah. Um. Do you want to talk about another one of these rares? So I really like Camaraderie, which is a six mana Selesnya sorcery. Um, that says you gain X life and draw X cards where X is the number of creatures you control. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. So just staring across the board at a Selesnya deck already, um, this card might deck that deck, but it also, if it doesn't, it's going to put them at a major advantage. Yep. Yep. Like, it's just exactly what Selesnya needs to stay in a game. Yeah. I mean, it's card draw in green, white which is mm-hmm. not something they need though probably but they got it <laughs> anyway um but it's very good plus the anthem staple to it is just gravy honestly at the end of it um along those same lines we also have dawn of hope which is the four mana mono white enchantment that says whenever you gain life you may pay two if you do draw a card and then you can also pay three and a white to create a one one soldier with lifelink um this is very good for mono white decks especially and like i mean if you're running a mono white deck you probably already know that card draw is really hard to do uh but this is a very good solution to that it also fits really well into every white x deck because honestly it's just incidental like obviously you have to pay for the card draw but it's still kind of incidental card draw and also at worst yeah it's six mana for a card yeah because you're making the one one soldiers that have lifelink so you will be drawing cards. Like it, it's not something that just sits on the field and waits for you to gain life. It does give you an option to help you gain life. So I think it's great. Um, yeah. Um, what about this last rare that we have? Um, so experimental frenzy is the four mana red enchantment mm-hmm. that says you can't cast cards from your hand. Oh no, but you can look at and play the top card of your library. Yes. So this is, I think this is great for a red deck. I think it's more of a bond than people realize because 
like you're not playing it when you still have cards you want to cast in your hand you're playing it when you've kind of um run out of cards you want to cast and then you can start using the top of your library as a resource and also on this card is another ability that's three and a red that says destroy experimental frenzy so once it's run its course and you don't want to use it anymore you can get rid of it yeah i think right now i think this card is great don't get me wrong um i think that this card has some real interesting potential when we get to the next set because depending on what they choose to do for rakdos my other favorite guild, honestly, at this point. Um, this card could be really, really busted. Because in the past, Rakdos has had a lot of... And we'll talk about this when we go back to the Ravnica corner eventually. But in the past, Ra- Rakdos has had the Hellbent mechanic, which cares about not having cards in hand. And it also loves to make people discard cards. I think this card could be bananas in that type of format. Because, man, you don't care about the cards in your hand. And you can just cast stuff off the top of your library. Like... <laughs> Especially if Rakdos has some sort of ability that gets everybody's hand size down. Which they do like to do that too. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think this is an interesting idea. And I think um, the main thing is I think for multiplayer, it might be a little less... I, I think this is very good in a 1v1 situation. Multiplayer, I'm a little more skeptical just because in general, I feel like Especially, I don't know how many mono red decks we have running around in Brawl right now. Um, but I, now, now I think about it, like when we had Kari Zev, like this would be a great card for that because you just play your entire hand and then you just play cards off the top of your library as you smash people. But well, I'm testing it out in my Boros deck, and I haven't gotten to play with it yet. But I hope it. I feel like it might be pretty good. Yeah. No. I I, I think the thing is one of the, like people rag on. For example, Boros, because they don't draw cards well. This card is kind of like card draw, in a sense. <laughs> and, like, if you're just playing a ton of permanents and stuff, like, you don't care. Like, um, yeah. I don't know. I'm curious. We'll see. I, I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's a good add to this list, though, because I think it's interesting and exciting. So, moving on to uncommons, we have the cycle of split cards. Split cards are always good because it essentially adds two cards to your deck in the spot of one card well and also they're all pretty good like yeah they're all great i don't think we're gonna go into each one right now but no just take a look at the split cards see if they fit into your deck yeah and do luckily um i guess we do need to mention this i don't know if we have yet um the way that hybrid cards work with color identity they still count as both colors so, unfortunately, and this is true for Commander and for Brawl, um, unfortunately, if you're playing, say, a Boros deck, you can't run an Is It card like Piston Fist Cyclops that has half blue and half red um, because your deck is red-white and you can't run blue cards. So, unfortunately, there is that kind of restriction, but, I mean, split cards also have, like, an actual multicolor half, so it's easy to remember with those ones, but, yeah. Um, we also have a line of lockets and guild gates that are good for fixing and the lockets are good um ramp slash card draw mm-hmm. and then we have each guild has a four pip card where it's two of one color two of another color for a pretty yeah neat card yeah they're all uh, kind of in the same vein of split cards we won't get into them too much right now but they're all very powerful honestly <laughs> like they're all very good cards um and if you're in that guild's color combo you should take a look because it's probably going to be good for your deck 
Um, we also have a couple other cards here. Uh, Crush Contraband is the four mana white card that exiles an ag- enchantment and an artifact at instant speed. I mean, it does say the word or, but you're probably never going to want to choose the or. <laughs> well, it, I yeah, I, I guess the, the important thing now, since we've had, I, I'm not sure how many artifact specific decks we'll have, but like we were just saying, lockets are great, and you can exile someone's locket with this? Sure. Like, just deny them that, that mana and card draw. Well, there's good equipment like Black Blade oh, yeah. and... Yeah. So this is, I think this you run this in a white deck regardless, and I think this is going to become a commander staple too, mm-hmm. because it's like a card that already sees a lot of play return to dust. Yeah. Yeah. Return to dust, but this is an instant and you always get to exile two things no matter when you cast it. Yeah. It's good. Um, another one here is circuitous roots, which is the four mana. It's like explosive vegetation, but it's, uh, you can get basic lands or guild gates. It's a strictly better version. Yeah. Because, um, uh, essentially it's just that four drop. You can get gates. Um, that does include the, like, the one that's essentially a rupture spire, you have to pay one. But I mean, I, I, it's good. If you're running two colors, especially, you should be playing this. And even honestly, in a mono green deck, it's explosive vegetation. You'll get two lands. Like, I don't know. It's a good ramp. It's a good ramp. Yeah. Um, I also put on here Beacon Bolt, which is a three mana is it spell that says deal damage to target creature equal to the number of instant sorcery cards in your graveyard and in exile. Um, and it has jump starts. So I've actually played with this card a bit on Arena, and I think it's very strong. Yeah. Well, and along those same lines, another piece of removal we have here is Price of Fame, which is the mono black, three and a black for an instant, that this spell costs two less to cast if it targets a legendary creature, and then you destroy target creature, and you surveil two. So this is like the answer to... Cast Down. Um, cast Down from Dominaria, right? So now you get a two-mana spell that targets legendary creatures. Yes. it's uh, As we, we talked about this right before we started recording, but uh, this is two-mana, destroy target brawler, surveil two. Um, very good. Um, very powerful. Insane. <laughs> Actually insane. Yes. it's um, Yeah, I think one of the things about this set... Is it, and I think this is true about a lot of maybe the Ravnica sets, um, but since we're in Brawl now and this is the first time we've been to Ravnica in Brawl, it's important to note there's a lot of there. There's a couple cards that are monocolor. We just went over a few of them that are very good and will fit into any deck that runs those colors. But a lot of the meat of this set is going to be multicolored cards, and those are harder to just slot into decks that you already have because they have to be the colors that the deck already is. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. If you already have an it deck, if you already have a Joyra deck, for example, I would definitely take a look. There are some great, uh, there are some great legendary creatures. We already talked about them that will fit into your deck um, and Planeswalkers. Um, but um, you know, it's it might be harder to fit in the spells matter theme that they gave to the it into your historic build. So that's just kind of the double edged sword of these multicolor sets is. A lot of, especially with the guilds, they already have a very specific identity, and sometimes that aligns well with older cards and decks, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, so, it, I would I would recommend taking a look at the cards that fit into the decks you're already looking at, or that you already have, and seeing which ones fit into your strategy. And if they do, great. And if they don't, it might be a good idea to either maybe ignore them. That's always an option, or build a new deck, or maybe shape your deck into a new thing that kind of incorporates some of those ideas from Guilds of Ravnica. 
So. So I think that's all we have for this episode. There's probably cards we missed that you think are worth mentioning. Feel free to at us on Twitter at all out brawl MTG and tell us what cards you think from guilds of Ravnica are going to be played a lot in brawl. Yeah. And you can also reach us on email at uh, all out brawl MTG at gmail.com. Um, it's essential. Like, yeah, especially I, I really would love to hear from people about their new decks that they're bu- They're brewing mm-hmm. um, decks. Maybe, maybe you've picked a brawler from earlier in standard, but you're kind of applying some of the guilds of Ravnica cards into it. That sounds super interesting too. I'm, I I just love this time because we're all building new decks. Like I said near the top, like this is a great time to get into Brawl because we have a year before rotation happens. We can all get really excited about building new decks. We can all be excited about new sets coming out to supply our decks with new cards and give us new decks to build. I don't know. I'm just yeah, full of excited energy. Mm-hmm. And thank you, as always, to Awkward Bun for our cover art. Um, Volmerson for our Twitter cover art and this last one. Uh, yeah, it's Ant Neely is the artist that provide or that did our uh, intro and outro music. Might as well whistle, which we got from the Free Music Archive. Um, so thanks, Ant Neely, for providing that there. And um, uh, last thing, um, if you like what you've heard here and you want to hear more, um, you can see Chris on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Rototo, R-E-T-T-O-T-O. Um, he has started streaming Arena on Sundays. So that's a great time to see some of the Guild's cards in action and, uh, you know, get a chance to chat with him about what you think about some of the cards and, you know, stuff like that. So, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. I have been Chris. And I've been Sam. And thank you for listening. That's not how we end. Oh, what do I supposed to say? <laughs> you always start. Yeah, it. I don't know what. Yeah, uh, this has been all out brawl. Uh, I mean, what I said was fine. Yeah, it's just I like the system. We can just throw it all the window. Who cares about the system? I do. I just said. <laughs> <laughs>